Welcome to Ball vs. Life, a podcast where your hosts, JC and Jack, discuss NorCal vs. SoCal perspectives, the Bay vs. LA. Thanks for tuning in. Let's roll. Ball vs. Life is back in session, back for another episode. We got a guest on, a returning guest, Josh. What's yeah, up, Josh? What's going on? I feel like I'm like a, somewhat of a regular in a sense that's like every every few weeks you'll be like, hey, jump on a podcast with us. So I'm kind of expecting it. I'm just going to call myself a regular at this point. You are a regular. <laughs> <laughs> I think you probably are the person that's come back the most, right? I don't know. This is yeah. my third or fourth. I don't know. Yeah. We're, we've lost them. count. It's been so many times. Yeah, exactly. Friend of the Either program. Way, Friend of yeah. the program regular for sure. I'm totally cool with it. I'm always down. How are you, dude? How, how are you holding up in the ATL? Doing okay over here. Um, as you may know, Georgia is a little bit like backwards. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I mean, they, they've, been, uh, they've been kind of like allowing certain things to open, things mm. like that. But um, Macy and I have been really adamant about pretty, pretty much trying to stay um you know like shelter in place and if we go out making sure we wear masks and avoiding crowds and not feeling like oh now i need to go blah blah blah, do everything at once so we've been doing okay though we've just been getting a lot of stuff done that we you know kind of put off in real life it's like oh man now i've been seeing you doing some home renovations right like like a home like sprucing up your your home yeah, we like painted our one our walls. We uh, painted our doorknobs to kind of update them. They were like this bright chrome, and we painted them black. It looks really cool now. Um, I can I'll show you guys some pictures later, um, and just things here and there, just to kind of like make it more bearable. Because yeah. you're because there's just things that you know before we'd like stare at them, but we're like oh we don't have time to really mess with it. We don't want to like start on it and not finish it. But then we're like heck, we got nothing else to do. Let's just work on it right now. So it's been really nice. So what's been opened, like, officially? Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, officially, like, I think this past week, so a couple of weeks ago, pretty early on, like, Governor Kemp allowed, like, nail salons and, like... What? Right? Um, nail salons? Yeah, really? Nail salons. Like, that was, like, two or three weeks ago. It was already open, and I was like, dude, what the heck? And, wow. like, hair, like haircut places, um, even, was it gyms were open? It was, like, some stupid That's wild. stuff. No, no, not no restaurants really, like for dine-in or anything. But I mean, but like this past week, I mean, like Ross and Marshalls is open again, like TJ Maxx, like. JC, um, you got to move to Atlanta. That's, know, that's right? those are your that's spots, your, man. Your time to I, swoop, can, man. I can look out for some sneakers for you. <laughs> yeah. if I the in, the inventory is right for the picking. Okay? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. for sure, dude. Just give me your uh, shoe size, and I'll, I'll send pictures. Want me to cop for you or what? Um, yeah. So I mean, it. it like roads are starting to feel really busy. Like today felt really crazy um, on a Sunday. Like it just felt, it felt crazy. I had, I had church this morning. So we go in and like film a live, like the five of us on the staff, like film a live um, church service wow. and then just um, live, live cast it on Facebook and YouTube and driving just felt normal. I was like, why are there so many cars on the road right now? So I don't know. I mean, um, we're just trying to make sure we stay safe and trying to encourage, you know, our friends to stay safe. But otherwise, it just seems like a lot of people are ready to go. You know what's wild about hearing about the nail salon being open? I think I read an article that the first COVID case here in California came from a nail salon. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. yeah, in San Jose. Or something that's like that. yeah. that's oh why I was like, God. nail salons? No! Yeah. <laughs> and I recently read something um, where, I don't know if it's true, I kind of glanced at it. It was one of those articles that the most cases of COVID, was it deaths or maybe just cases mm. in California were Asian Americans or Asians mm. in general. So I got to look that up again. So, don't 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 throw that out there, man. We're know. facing so much racism already. <laughs> hey, okay. speaking of Asians, can, it's also AAPI. That, that part off. Asian <laughs> Heritage <laughs> Month, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It it sucks. I mean, I think like it's such a weird thing, right? Because this is something we don't really see. We're mm. not. It's so hard to see. And like, if you don't have somebody super close to you dealing with it, yeah. you don't really even notice it. It's just out there in the air. You're like, why am I wearing a mask? I don't really yeah. feel like I'm gonna, anything's going to happen. But once it happens, it happens so quickly. So it's just always being super mindful of other people and being like, just just compassionate to other people more so than yourself. If it, I don't know. So it's it's been, yeah, it's been definitely kind of an odd odd time for, for all of us. And it's, 
the crazy thing is it's something that the whole world is sharing. It's not just mm -hmm. the United States or not just the Southeast or not. It's something that the whole world is dealing with, which is something that's unprecedented in our lifetime, or this is going to be the first time that we've ever experienced anything like this. And hopefully the, the yeah. last time we experienced something like this, but I don't know. It's just, it's wild. It is kind of wild to see the evolution of different countries getting it. Obviously China first, and then it, it, it kind of seeped its way to Europe and Italy got hit yeah, hard. And then hard. we are right now, like, you know, we're getting hit hard. Yeah. Ridiculous, right? Up yeah. There, dude. And then you're yeah. seeing other countries starting to like, Hit, get hit hard like brazil and stuff like that and you're like oh man you you have a huge like i don't know just a big heart to them hopefully they mm -hmm. they can get through it right. um without too many deaths um but yeah, it's like an invisible enemy like you were saying yeah. josh unless you know somebody who's been affected personally by it um it, going out it just feels like yeah like you don't know where this thing is you know it's yeah. it's this invisible virus that just infecting the world dude yeah. Our daily and I keep lives. On getting, I keep on getting the Facebook memory notifications, <laughs> and it's cr it's crazy how different life was just like a couple of weeks ago. I mean, you see you see pictures of all of us like at a, a hockey yeah. game or something. Like all my playoff hawk stuff is coming up on my memory <laughs> from like years, like last year or well not last year, like the, like three or four years ago. Yeah. Like oh my gosh, it was so exciting, and you know we were cheering with our friends about basketball and. Now we're just kind of hoping and praying that it'll eventually come back. Dude, isn't it a trip to see like large crowds? <laughs> like Yo, you look at those pictures, so it's a weird. huge large crowd. People are just screaming, people are, like so laughing, weird. and you're like, yeah, that's not happening I know. anytime I, soon. <laughs> I'm watching like TV shows, and whenever somebody hugs or something, I'm like, whoa, you, you, you haven't made sure that they don't have any COVID. Like that first, just watching that is just like I had to adjust to the fact that okay, that was then. This is now. It's a yeah. different world now. It's just, crazy. just seeing the last dance where everybody was like touching Michael as he was yeah. going through the, like, the, the the tunnel or them high fiving yeah. each other. It's just like it seems like it was such a different world. Yeah, it's just, yeah. It's just bonkers, man. It's wild. We'll be talking about this. Yeah, dude. I mean, in the future, like I, I feel like I have I have nephews and, and nieces, and I ask them like where their heads at with regards to this. And interestingly, they're actually pretty cool with it. I don't hmm. know if it's a generational thing, but like, you know, because I'm struggling with it personally because mm -hmm. I'm just like, man, it's just like something has been taken away. I mean, me and all of us are, are struggling with it, but like mm -hmm. some of the young kids and I don't want to speak on their behalf completely, but they're they're pretty cool with it because a lot of them are just like living that online life. anyway. yeah, dude, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like everybody's on like Minecraft or whatever video game. <laughs> animal crossing or whatever oh, they're yeah. just like they're, just, they're loving it actually not only kids man i don't all my friends are on animal crossing too i'm not i just i don't understand it i just keep on seeing notifications about turnip sales and i'm confused i'm like <laughs> turnips on sale and i'm just imagining it's animal crossing because it doesn't make sense otherwise. josh ran ran to the grocery store he's like bullshit what? turnips are turnips on sale are not on sale <laughs> yeah yeah, I was talking to Christine about this earlier to think about like how's how's life gonna be, you know, as we move into like different phases. Yeah, like I, I think I recently picked up something from a friend. It was just kind of odd. <laughs> I wanted to hug that friend, but we we're like, yeah. yeah, it's cool. Just just stay where you are. Just give me an elbow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, before we forget, I wanted to talk about your pictures, dude. You've been taking some really dope, especially in the oh, beginning thanks. of this COVID. Like, yeah, you just. You live in the city, like the heart of Atlanta, right? The, near yeah. The, the city? Well, I live in Midtown, so okay. um, it's probably like downtown Atlanta doesn't get super busy unless there's mm -hmm. events going on. Mm -hmm. um, there are some um, offices, but a lot, of, it's so sprawled, just like just like LA, but it's not nearly as dense as LA in terms of the, the neighborhood. So we don't mm -hmm. have like a downtown LA vibe. It's kind of just like uh, sometimes here and there and there's games and stuff. So I live in Midtown, just a little bit north, and so we've been taking cute, like long walks with my dog, like four to six miles. You know, we'll wow. go on like a really long walk, and I'll just have my camera with me, and it just, I just thought about it, and I, one day I was like, I'm just gonna take a picture, bring my camera, and just take pictures of like life because it's just, I was just kind of curious how everything is, but I just felt like it. Be, I, after I thought about it more, I was like, I, this is such a, a time that's never gonna be. It's kind of like history, you know, it's, yeah. it's, I mean, we never think about the time we live in as being such a unique part of history. 
So I was like, I want to be more like intentional about it and try to just capture like what life is looking like. So yeah, I've just been trying to shoot a little bit here and there. I haven't been doing so much um, lately. My back has been hurting. I'm an old man. So <laughs> I haven't been able to take my camera out as much. So I, when I walk, I don't have my cameras out as much, but I, I need to get back on it because my back is definitely feeling a little bit better. But yeah, and I, I wanted to do it in black and white because I just feel like um, it really, it, it, allows you to really look at the picture sometimes. Sometimes when the picture is in color, you're kind of like entranced by all the colors, which is, it's great, it's awesome. But I feel like in black and white, I wanna to try to communicate like the mood or the mm -hmm. kind of whatever I'm trying to communicate and to people to focus on the framing and the composition of the photo, photo rather, rather than the, the colors. So that's kind of, yeah, it's been a fun kind of thing to do lately, so. Yeah, yeah. When I Go saw ahead. the photos, I was just like, "Josh is flexing some <laughs> some, some muscle right now in terms of this show and showing the showing the sights." Like, I felt like, "Yeah, man, it was like it was it was so dope to just see." Just the, I, like I, I could almost kind of feel it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, yeah. That's like like just the, the the eeriness of the situation. Like, sure. there's a certain beauty, but then there's some sort there's an inherent weirdness. Yeah, that's just you know that's just kind of expressed by the lack of stuff that's right. happening so it's just right yeah man it's like life just... on pause that's just exactly like, oh that's um, perfectly put life on pause yeah <laughs> yeah so i appreciate that i appreciate you guys noticing that and uh i mean i it's it's definitely something that i always do because i li like enjoy it but it's nice to hear that people are receiving it the way that you know that i hope to share it so it's it's pretty cool so. Yeah, I was like seeing stuff like that because it's like life through your eyes. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's more than just a photo because you're really trying to capture a certain emotion or a certain time mm -hmm. period that is affecting not just you, but now it's like everybody. So it's not sure. it's not just like Atlanta, but we, it's, we get to see it in your eyes in the place that where you're living. So that's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Have you guys gotten any, uh, done any, I don't know if you talked about this in a previous podcast, I haven't caught up, but have you guys been doing any um, hobby, like picking up any side hobbies or, or crafts that you've been trying to figure out during this time? Anything well, for you, JC? No, because I got two kids. <laughs> His hobby is being a dad. That's my, that's my Yo, out with regards to that. I'm totally, um, I'm totally thankful that we don't have kids right now. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. Like, the struggle's I real. To, I was talking to my wife with regards to this. It's just like it would yeah. be a totally different experience because sure. we would be able to have some time to kind of tackle that. But yeah. any downtime that we have, uh, I mean, aside from the fact that we're still working, like our, our regular jobs, which mm -hmm. is already hard to kind of keep up uh, with it, yeah, I mean, kids are not in daycare, man, and you know, dude, they, that's tough. Uh, I mean, I don't want to take, you know, I don't want to put a reality check on it, but like at least as a parent, like, kids are so. I, I know I was telling, I was saying that my nieces and nephews, they're a little bit older, so they kind of have a sense of who they are at this point to 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 some extent as like like older children, but yeah, you have a toddler, like. They need structure, man. And if you remove that structure, or you remove that schedule, oh. it's just, it's a mess, man. And they're really going to totally just kind of take advantage of that. Yeah, um, I can't imagine. So, unfortunately, um, you know, I haven't really had an opportunity to kind of, kind of test out uh, a bunch of new things. <laughs> like, if I'm out there, like, I'll, I'll try to take some shots. I don't have, like, a, mm -hmm. you know, a nice, really, uh, nice camera. So I'm just using my phone yeah. just to kind of take some photos. Like, when I shoot around, you know, if, yeah. If the inspiration hits, I'll try to take a good shot. Um, um, maybe catch on catch up on some pods just to kind of you know orient myself a little yeah, bit. That, with those little moments there. you have throughout yeah, the day. But, yeah, yeah it, it sucks. Unfortunately, what about you, Jack? What's you was, doing? When you asked that question, I was like thinking hard about it. I'm like, am I doing <laughs> anything productive with my time? I mean, I've been working. Yeah, you've uh, been working, working from though. home, but yeah. I've been watching a lot of shit, I'll be honest. <laughs> Just watching a lot of like random videos on YouTube. I mean, JC mentioned this the other day. He kind of got me onto some Jubilees uh, videos. Oh, uh, yeah, There's yeah. some really interesting stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a really dope channel. Yeah. Um, I don't even know Jubilee how like, I, I came across Jubilee. I think like, I don't know what I was watching, but like, man, they really have some clickbaity type of content. Oh, man. Which, which I mean, which in in you know after after actually looking at the content i was like yeah it's pretty dope nice little experiment you know yeah. like they do all this like uh um 
um, compare like social kind network, of perspectives. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Social network. Yeah, well, the 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 verses, the 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 comparing of the perspectives, like yeah, the political stances. You know, yeah. stay at home versus uh, you know, go out there. You know, restart business. Like, yeah. it's, it's a lot of crazy stuff. Like the the dating stuff was actually. Uh, was the really one that got you interesting yeah it's like <laughs> yeah. Uh, trying to trying to duplicate like uh the tinder experience like in in real in real life yeah so. it's yeah it's cool how they've changed so much so oh, i yeah. i did something with them back when they were doing short films mm-hmm. and then you know it was kind of um the the brothers and then um, eric and then it just completely and then they kind of shifted and they've been doing amazing things oh, yeah. like yeah, they've just been like they blew up like crazy, kind of changing, kind of shifting gears, and really reaching out to people and relating to people a lot. So yeah. no, their content shout is out. super relatable now. Shout out to Jubilee. Yeah, shout out to Jason. Last time she... I played played ball with him, old man game it was the old man team right there. Team. <laughs> Above thirty, <laughs> above the thirties yes. right there. Jubilee get Josh back in a, an uh, an episode like East Coast Asian <laughs> among West Coast Asian, oh, yeah. something like that, right. or something interesting. Yeah, that'd be interesting. But yeah, I want to move into talking about the doc, dude. The MJ oh, doc. It's it just wrapped. Finished. It's fresh. Are it's you sad, Josh? Are you sad? It's got. It's done. Dude, <laughs> nothing to I look was... forward to next week. I, I was kind of just sitting there after watching it and just kind of mm. like, oh, well, this is all. It was such a nice thing to look forward to yeah. for these past, what, five weeks? Yeah, yeah because five weeks. two weeks for two episodes per week. So it was just so nice to have something to, you know, because now everything is streaming nowadays. So you, yeah. it's all it's all on demand. And it, it reminded me of back in the day where you would just like go to your favorite TV show and then like wait for that one Sunday night. And it just felt really nice to do that for five weeks. And now I don't have that. I'm just kind of sad. And it was just just seeing all the behind the scenes was wild. wild. Were you an MJ fan growing up? Um, I was like, a, I mean, yeah, I was a Hawks fan all my life. So mm-hmm. I was always mm-hmm. following the Hawks. So like during those but they were so irrelevant. You didn't even really see any Hawks besides <laughs> the, the time they played in Atlanta in the in the um, or in the Georgia Dome, and they closed. That's crazy. That was wild. But um, yeah, of course. I mean, you can't if you followed basketball at all, you couldn't not follow MJ. So um, I, I, it was kind of one of those things where you you just kind of have to be a fan of him if you're a fan of basketball. Um, but I was I was all about Dikembe. Matombo, Steve Smith, and Mookie Blaylock, Alan Henderson. Those are my guys. But nobody knows who they are as, as Atlanta Hawks. Was the Plastic Man with, with the Hawks still dead when they played the Georgia Dome? The what? Stacy Ogman. Was he oh, Stacy Ogman. Yeah. When did he leave? I can't remember. Oh, man. When, they had when? some really dope... Uh, the dope uniforms i remember yeah i freaking <laughs> loved oh dude i love those uniforms i have a i have a chinese made the kambu matombo um, mid 90s jersey wow <laughs> it's my favorite oh yeah he was there. he was 91 through 96 that's right stacy yeah. yeah but yeah what Good did time. you get out of the dock what what was like the biggest thing i mean it was like a biggest the biggest thing was the reminder of how great he was yep. it's like you know now that we're so like caught up in what's happening now you kind of yeah. forget it, not you you don't really forget but at the same time it's like in You're the so back far of your removed. mind yeah yeah you i think like for me um because i didn't follow him like that that closely mm-hmm. it was just his mindset was just out of this world like his his killer instinct like his motive it's just hearing his motivation and how he was able to create um just motivation for himself he didn't need anyone else to help him motivate himself it was just like i mean just the george carl story where yeah um uh, coach carl was was just didn't want to talk to him and <laughs> he was just like he made something out of that even though probably coach carl didn't mean anything from it right yeah. like he just probably was just like i'm locked in on this this uh this time so i don't even want it. but he was just able to make himself so motivated to beat that i i that's such a rare thing i don't you just don't see that Anywhere. Who was the bullets player that uh, that they highlighted? Oh yeah, oh, you're yeah. right. He made that story up, right? That yeah, he, yeah. he said good game or something afterwards. Yeah, after like, he, he the, that guy kind of blew up uh, yeah. for that game. I forgot who the player. Oh man, who it was? But yeah, he made that story up. <laughs> That's how he much how much of an afterthought he was. Oh, yeah. Le Bradford Smith. Yeah. Le oh Bradford. yeah, yeah. Le Bradford. Le Bradford Smith. And he he said, was just like, 
Yeah, he, apparently, like, uh, Bradford said something as they were... As the it was, like, good game, game fellow. Yeah, it something. was good game. It was just something, it was, like, good game, dude, or something. Yeah. He, then he totally made it up. Yeah. Yeah, he made it up. <laughs> that's that's just, that's just so... I, I think, for me, I'm such an uncompetitive person mm-hmm. that it's just so wild to me to hear just his mindset for everything and, like, how he was able to turn turn himself on and, like, okay in the middle of the game even i mean it could be within a quarter he would just be you know just like okay i need to turn this on now and then just go off it was just crazy to me i was thinking about this talking about how competitive he is and how like in his mind he makes up a lot of things to motivate himself yeah i was thinking about in mj's life dude that must be so tiring man like you're just constantly pushing this rock up a boulder i mean he reached the 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 peak right but Mm -hmm. i feel like with him he's like there's always another peak you know it's not like he's satisfied he's just like dude there's something else like even at the end of uh, the doc he was like still saying he regrets not going for the seventh one yeah (laughs) and you know phil jackson's like the on the opposite end he's mr zen he's like looking for meaning to life and all that stuff and he's like yeah it was just time you know mike was like hey you know if they gave us a one-year contract all of those guys would have done it they would have done it But oh, the man. thing is, that's that's the thing. You got to stay on edge to stay on top. Yeah. That's that's the biggest challenge, right? And I mean, that's why he's. It's an unprecedented amount of success, and yeah. I think that's one of the things that I guess uh, people were kind of debating about this is like how Mike would look after after the documentary, after seeing that type of mentality. Because mm-hmm. maybe for normal people like us, it's like it's so so tiring to just think about it. But for him, it's just like. He was just that's like, hey, life. So that's, way of that's, life. that's just the way yeah. I'm wound up. Yeah, like, like that's just that's the way I roll. So if you roll with it, you can roll with me. So, right. I mean, it's it professional sports, man. Yeah, it was also definitely really cool to hear just the backstory to and all his emotions too. And mm-hmm. I mean, those few times was it episode seven where he was asked like, "Did you regret like not being a good guy?" for the sake oh, of the yeah. team, you know, and just his emotion and just how heavy that was for him and how much he cared about those people. But like, he knew that's what, that's what they needed. That also kind of gave you, gave you a lot of perspective of how much weight he was carrying. And it, like, I think we, so much of it is we see him as this icon, this mm-hmm. otherworldly alien where it's, it's crazy, but he did take on a lot of that as well. And it took a toll mm-hmm. on him. And it kind of made the, all those things even greater. It almost made it seem so much more extraordinary that he was able to, he was feeling the emotions and he was feeling the pain, but he was still able to push through all that. And so I, I, I don't know. I like that segment because it did def- definitely show the emotional side of it, but mm-hmm. his way of approaching things comes at a cost. You know, like it comes yeah. at a cost, not in a, a necessarily a negative way, but how you push people and how you push yourself. Yeah. There's some suffering in it, you know, like, there's you'll push people you'll probably start start to kind of break certain people too but that's just kind of the path you want to lead like i want to push myself and the people around me and a great segment was also when he said like there's nothing i would tell someone else to do that i wouldn't do myself and that's a leader you would respect it's not like a a shitty manager just like oh do all the grunt work and they never were in the trenches ever like he was like i've been in the trenches so if anything i'm only telling you yeah yeah He was working harder than all of them. All of them. Mm-hmm. He had a right mm-hmm. to kind of say those things. What resonated with me, I think, it, I think it was BJ Armstrong that said it. Is just like, hey, do you think Mike was a nice guy? And then I think BJ said he couldn't be a nice guy. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like it was the burden that he had to hold as the leader of that team. Like he just, you know, if if he was, like it just it wouldn't be the same. He wouldn't be able to carry the team. So. The, the documentary just had so, so many golden nuggets of just, like, like one-liners and just, like, memorable moments. It's just... For sure. It I'll miss it just for that, man. Yeah. You know what I really love, too, about the doc? And I, I'm, like, the kind of person when I watch a movie that's, like, I really love or a series. I love side characters, <laughs> like, oh, when they yeah. get into the backstory. Like, this, mm-hmm. these, this past two episodes, they got into Steve Kerr's kind of background and also um what was the, the security guard let uh gus let oh yeah, yeah 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 that gus. was really cool to hear about that end of it because well you know mj's gonna be the the center of it but when they talk about these other guys and like you know steve kerr's dad being murdered uh in beirut like i'm like wow that stuff is super touching 
Yeah, and he was yeah that and that was interesting how he the 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 interviewer asked, did you ever kind of share that with yeah. Michael? But he was like, no, I I don't I didn't like feel like I could. It was too deep too of a scar. Yeah, it was too too much for both of them. I think on either side, like to bring that up again, and for Jordan, I think it was just so fresh, and he he just. He was so he had to be so closed off to so many people. That was another thing mm. that I always wonder how he would be now and like the superstars nowadays versus mm-hmm. then. I think nowadays they have a little bit more control because mm-hmm. they they mm-hmm. can control what goes out there. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, it's like people were just following you with me. I mean, I guess it'd be, it's 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 kind of a weird thing where you're just not sure, like how he would be now versus then but he was just he could never get a catch a break anywhere you know yeah. it just seems like he was constantly having to be on and just he just couldn't trust that many people but i i remember that i forgot what episode that was maybe episode six or something like that when yeah. they were shooting him in the hotel room and he oh, they yeah. essentially they were exhausted. saying like he kind of lives a life of a prisoner in a certain <laughs> sense yeah. because yeah. where he goes out he gets mobbed right and when he comes back like there's he's getting pulled a thousand ways and it makes yeah. you really think about like all right, sure, like, from a normal person's perspective, we're like, oh, my God, it's so glorious being MJ. He has, like, all the money in the world. He has all the fame. He has all this talent. But it, there's there's something to it that he has no privacy, dude. Like, absolutely yeah. no privacy. Like, he can't go out like us, right, to a grocery store and just, like, hang out, you know, just yeah. have a normal day. He's just, yeah, there's no way. Yeah. Well, it's kind of how life is right now, man. Can't really- <laughs> <laughs> now we're, we're living his life. Uh, you know who uh, my favorite character was? Was the other security guard, the dude oh, the from hair? Michael Wozniak. Yeah, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Rest in peace, he Mike just Wozniak. Passed, yeah. like, this past year. He just yeah. passed this year. Uh, I was looking it up. I think that was like my my like that was the best moment of the whole. Series I wish they featured. I just want a documentary on just him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they interviewed him. There's I like I, I need like I need interview clips. I need I need more of that perm. Because yeah. <laughs> every time, like, I noticed it, like, back in the day, I was just like, who is that dude? Like, why is that dude always around Jordan? Now it yeah. finally makes sense. After 25 years, I finally know who Mike Wozniak is. And, That's so tight, dude. Like, to me, like, the, the mm. clip where they were kind of, like, throwing quarters or whatever yeah. towards, I don't yeah. even know how that works. But It's like... basically, yeah, you have to bounce it against the wall, and whoever's closest to the wall wins. Or something yeah. like that. I don't know. That's, that's how much of a like degenerate yeah. Michael Jordan. Yeah, he's like, let's play. Let's, let's play quarters. Let's play this quarters. is like a before a playoff game. Or something. Yeah, it would just kind of get. It's a way to get. Oh, another edge. thing about that was crazy was the fact that he was this last episode before the game. He's like, yeah, I had a cigar. I had a few beers. Yeah, I had like his diet wasn't. He, it was trash. He, it was trash, but he was still able to kind of stay in peak condition. Which is, Even the flu game, yeah. he ate oh a pizza gosh. at freaking 3 a.m. 3 a.m. Or a, a playoff game. Himself. Forget the fact that it was poison or whatever, but the fact that it's just freaking all that cheese before at night, you're going to feel like crap no matter what. So yeah. many gems, so many gems so from crazy, that documentary. It was awesome. When it first started, I was just like, uh I was like, I wonder where they're going to take it. But as the series went along, like, as they really got deeper into the characters, like, they unearthed so many new stuff. So it was really interesting. Yeah. You know what kind of went under the radar for me? And a lot of people bashed Jerry Krause. But Jerry Krause really was a mastermind, dude. Yeah. Like, he doesn't get a lot of credit in the terms of, like, they broke up because Jerry wouldn't bring them all back for the, you know, another run. But that guy orchestrated the whole team. He yeah. saw Tony Kukoc. He drafted Tony Kukoc because he saw the talent there. He mm-hmm. also promoted and found Phil Jackson and made him head coach after Doug Collins had a successful season. Like, this dude right. actually architect a lot of the success that they had. As much shit as he got. Like, there's so many clips of them giving him shit, too. I felt I so bad I felt for so bad for the dude, right? Like, he got no justice. He got no because no, he passed. And then, like, nobody spoke on his behalf, which is kind of such yeah. a bummer. And the fact that they that he built a team around MJ when when the way basketball worked back in the day was all around the center, right? The center yep. and the point guard duo. It's like he kind of was he saw the future in the way mm-hmm. he was just willing to take those chances, um, and and all those decisions he made, which is crazy. Oh man! Shout out to Jerry Krause, <laughs> man. I don't know <laughs> for who, all the hate he's getting. Yeah, I don't know who took the 
the more more L's in the documentary though, because Scottie Pippen didn't look too oh, rosy yes. in a couple of episodes. Isaiah That's Thomas true. took some L's as well. Yeah, but I do think Jerry takes the <laughs> takes the crown. Dude, he takes a kick for sure. I mean. I mean, just seeing them bash him, like, "Hey, shorty, hey, shorty, yeah, dude, you want a you want a yeah. stepping stool?" I was like, "Dang, dude, that's like a freaking GM." Oh my gosh! You couldn't get that now. There's no way. Yeah. I actually, I don't know. Maybe that happens behind the scenes. Yeah, we just don't know. Maybe it does, <laughs> maybe it does man. You, you never know. I mean, yeah, for him to be able to sustain that much uh, success despite having that rocky relationship just tells you how you know how how tough that situation was. Sure. But hey, do do I mean since he built it, I mean, can he can he can he take it apart? Basically, it's just like I guess that's what it was. It's like yeah, he I guess he got credit for for building it, but then I guess they needed to kind of pin, you know, the downfall to someone, and yeah. you know, I guess he was the easy kind of target with regards to it. And the yeah. fact that we're looking in hindsight to see what happened after because he was trying to rebuild and the rebuild epically failed it didn't really do yeah, much for him what was the team after that who, who i don't was... even remember it they drafted, they drafted kinda... jay williams i remember oh and he got in a motorcycle accident yeah exactly oh exactly. that's crushing so it's just like i think they they tanked in 99 and then they got jay williams in a draft and then oh tony <laughs> kukoc was there still there the next year Corey mm-hmm. benjamin yeah. Oh man. So I mean, there's no way you're bouncing back with any semblance of a championship no. team for years to come. When you break apart a championship team, it's unheard of for it to come back together and winning another chip within like even freaking three to five years. Yeah. I mean, you're starting from scratch almost, right? Right. Yeah. You there's... need you need your core players to some extent to kind of anchor it, but you know. Rodman was released. I didn't even. I didn't even remember. Yeah, that. I didn't even remember that released. either. It's crazy, yeah. dude. It's crazy how much leeway Rodman got. Can you imagine, yeah. like your team, Josh, and then some player getting that much leeway? No way. No like way, even the media nowadays, like how they, how it's even more accessible to find people and follow them. Yeah. Like you would get so much crap, like for just bouncing to Vegas in the middle of like a Portland series. Yeah, and then going to a. a, a a wrestling match in the middle of finals it's crazy the crazy thing is how they compared him going there and then the game how freaking effective he still was yeah oh my gosh i don't understand how i don't know if it just says that talent nowadays or talent back then was just not as good Mm -hmm. or if those guys were just that much of a freaking nature that you know Jordan was able to have this kind of diet and still dominate and like, you know just these kind of things where you're kind of you're never going to know because you're never going to know how the way the game's played everything's different but you're just kind of curious I'm always just curious like would Rodman be able to do that nowadays and still because mm-hmm. there's just so many more skilled players nowadays and yeah. the rules are so delicate like you can't just hack a guy anymore but just seeing him go for those rebounds and he wasn't the biggest guy on the court like he no. was like rebounding over guys just I can't I can't imagine I guess I see where you're coming from. Uh, it it's just there's so much more talent at this point that any mm-hmm. edge that you, you you can keep you maintain that whether or not yeah. it's like sleeping like two extra hours or whatever you gotta right. you gotta have that edge. So you know maybe it is one way to kind of think about it. It's just like the tar- talent disparity before is they can get away with that kind of stuff. Let's not right. get it twisted though. Like you see these guys oh, without yeah. their shirts. And like, <laughs> Dennis Rodman was in tremendous Freaking shape. Mike, ripped, even yeah, though he was true. eating pizza at 3 a.m., I'm pretty sure. He was sure. still ripped. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? So, uh, but, you know. I feel like at the end of the day, it's, it's like argument over like, or not the argument. I would say it's like the, it's like genetics, right? Like some people yeah. just have really good teeth, man. They don't get cavities. Like they can treat their teeth like shit. And they yeah. just don't get cavities. And then there's someone else who just genetically predisposed to getting cavities. Like yeah. MJ is just a freak of nature, man. Like he yeah. can do that and still perform at the highest level. That's crazy. That's just nuts. Yeah, to think about it that way. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't. I feel like nowadays. I, I I know it's shitty to say, but I don't think Dennis Rodman would really be do that He's well effective. in nowadays game. Like he can't. He couldn't really shoot a jumper. Um, he's he's insane on the boards for sure. Like he's yeah. he's a um, heart player. He's I mean, kind of like Draymond games. Green, but yeah. Draymond Green has more skill than Dennis Rodman in terms of even offensively, right? Yeah, like 
facilitating ball movement yeah. and all of that stuff. Like, yeah, I mean, Rodman, you know, I'm sure he had like he could handle a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. It's just that maybe the game back then didn't really, you know, need, dictate need call for that. Yeah, yeah. that he yeah. needed to do that, but. Yeah, when you have like such a super powerhouse offensive player like Michael yeah, Jordan, yeah, you're yeah. able to have that fifth guy that doesn't need a score like <laughs> at all, and can just rebound whatever, and, you know, just pass it out to Jordan. I think Mike and Scotty would still thrive in this. Oh, in this for sure. Easily. Like you know, they're easily, like yeah. wings, long, multi-skilled. They can shoot. They can handle the ball. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. They're in many they would ways have their no prototype. Problem. You know, for a lot of the the, the new players. Yeah, that's a like big, yeah. Big, yeah, big what about court. nowadays? Do you are there any like a LeBron? He would be just fine back then too. I oh, feel yeah. like he would find a just way. Fine. He's huge, you know. He would bully through. But who, what other players do you think would be just fine? Because like a Steph Curry, I don't know. Like I would, think he would struggle. I think <laughs> Steph Curry would struggle. He would struggle, th- right? He's yeah. he, he relies so much on a lot of the advantages of today's game that yes. spacing, um, no hand checking, can exactly. Really rub him up. You know what I mean? And also, I think if he was, he's he's obviously a transcendent talent, like yeah. the way he shoots. But because the game, well, he changed the game number one. But back then, they were so regimented in understanding, like throw the ball to the big guy, like get oh, easy yeah. baskets. Yeah, so yeah. It, it would have been he would have had had the right system and the, the right philosophy coach to really game. Yeah. let him flourish. I mean, look at Mahmoud Abdul Rauf. That's who they actually compare Steph to in terms of like the the ability yeah. to just oh kind of pull yes, up. true, like, that's right. I mean, Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf, Chris Jackson, actually was like a top three pick. Uh, but he, he never just blew up those the same way. If you put Mahmoud in, in the game now, he might have sort of like a Trey Young, Steph kind of, you know, yeah, trajectory. But it's just, it, it was just, it wasn't the right time. So, yeah, you know, just the phys- sheer physicality, I think. You know, you, you saw what the bad boys were doing oh, and, and oh what the Knicks gosh. were doing to Mike. Up, like, I don't know <laughs> if these, these other players would be able to kind of do the same thing now. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, would, I don't know, Mark Price do as well? Would <laughs> True. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's just there's there's either either way around. It, it like, goes, yeah, it goes either way, right? Yeah. There's going to be players who are going to, they're just so transcendent that it doesn't matter when they, when they play. They're just going to be they're able to play anytime they're going to be able their mental game is so strong they're such a well-rounded player that it doesn't matter but then there are those players who are just so suited for the for the era that it just like it's like a perfect storm for them where it's like they just came at the right time and their skill set their body size was perfect if you guys do you guys want that kind of physicality in today's game or do you actually like (laughs) today's game the speed of it because we're talking about those games they were like in the low 80s they were, the final yeah, scores were losers. like to, to imagine that now you're like no way we're yeah. scoring in the 130s 120s that's crazy right that's a half um i would like a bit of a balance in between mm. the two i i i definitely enjoy um watching um MJ get beat up. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I just like a little bit of chippiness in my mm-hmm. in a game and and a little bit of kind of grit. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, I would like to see a little bit more of that. But at the same time, I don't. I didn't enjoy just when a guy would go up and you would just put two arms down and pull him down and the ref would just turn it. You know, it was just like, oh, common foul. Like I think yeah. they're. I think there's. I think I'd like to see more, like, kind of hard. Like maybe some hand checks, but maybe not mm-hmm. like punching a guy down while he's up in the air. <laughs> Bill and... <Lane> beers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I still don't want to try. I don't like the idea of a, um, the bruisers that are strictly out there to try to hit, hurt a guy. Yeah. Like that's that's just not the enforcers. Whatever. Yeah, the enforcers. That's just stupid because then you're just, you know, you're not. You're just trying to kill them instead of playing them at, for their talent and playing like full strength skills and stuff yeah so i kind of tend to agree with josh's take i mean it's kind of hard to find that that middle ground there's there's a certain beauty with the today's game like ball movement Mm -hmm. spacing being able to kind of really use your talents you know seeing the floor and being able to kind of just take advantage of everybody everybody can be a threat so Mm, that's that's true um, you know so yeah, dude, just... it's because you're a Warriors fan, right? <laughs> yeah, Jeez. That's true. Okay, we get it. We get it. If you take all the personalities out of it and just really think about it, just for mm. like if you're playing that 
style of basketball. Like, you know, if we're playing, we would want that, right? We would want yeah. to have, like, opportunities to get looks and just kind of move pa- pass, uh, move the passing around. But then, mm-hmm. I mean, you look at, like, how the Rockets, like Hakeem, right? There's a certain mm-hmm. sort of, like, grace that's that yeah. he was showing, like, with that one-on-one playing mm-hmm. with Shaq. So it's just, it's tough. Like, I don't, I guess the best is the middle ground. It's just being yeah. able to kind of play both ways would be really interesting. Um it's just that 80, 80 points, man. Like, yeah, that's, that's like, hard. That's we forget looking points. at these documentaries. Like, how were those like stretches, those six minute stretches where everybody's just scoring like four points or whatever? Like, <laughs> yeah, are people dude. breaking shots? Like, I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, yeah, because you score? only see the highlights. You don't see those yeah. moments, those stretches where you're not watching the entirety scoring. of the game where yeah. it becomes like a grind, like defensive grind, and people are right, just right. fouling each other, putting them to the line, yeah. all that stuff. What's funny is we forget it. These, this was the basketball that we grew up on. Like, That's honestly, true. right? Like, uh-huh. we forget about you know how different it was. Like, why was why why did I enjoy watching Larry Johnson before? <laughs> maybe it was just like the one-on-one skill or the energy yeah. or the fun with which these guys were playing with like i don't know well it's also you didn't know any better then <laughs> you had true. like this, you didn't have this, an option new, yeah there didn't have an option and now it's like the nba is changing they're trying to protect the players more which makes yeah. sense you protect the product right you don't want someone like bill lambeer just whacking steph curry when he drives to the yeah, to the exactly. to the rim and he's out for like multiple games so you think James Harden would thrive in uh, the old school game? Like he he relies so much on like getting fouls, getting fouls. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, you I don't think know, he would thrive? Man. You think? He I would... actually think he would. I, because he has a body that's built for a lot of contact. Actually, he's actually really. If you look at him, he's he's really Stop sturdy. Him. I mean, we have to we have to respect the athletes that they would adjust to the time period. Mm-hmm. You know, like LeBron. Yeah, you would be like maybe he doesn't average freaking, I don't know. 30 points a game but he would still be a top athlete he would still yeah. understand how to maneuver within the rules right we all adjust you know mm-hmm. it's like covid we're learning to adjust our <laughs> lives into covid right. we're not just shutting down like hey can't do anything josh is out there taking dope pictures still <laughs> <laughs> i don't know man if charles oakley do- throws a close slide on james harden he's <laughs> about going you know going up for it or dude or, or palming the ball or doing something like that speaking of uh, charles oakley i love that one scene where i think pippen was a rookie and he just slapped pippen i don't oh, know if you yeah, remember yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. i was like damn this guy's <laughs> in the dude, locker this guy's scary. he just slapped him in the <laughs> yeah. face <laughs> yeah scott burrell getting so much oh man oh. mj gave him so he much got, shit he, he was like the whipping boy by jordan yeah. But he took it so well, though. I gotta give it to Scott, yeah. man. He just like rolled with the punches. <laughs> yeah, he's getting a ring. Kwame didn't get a ring, and he got, he got so much heat from MJ. So at least Scott got a Kwame. got a ring or two from it, man. Uh, oh man, I'm gonna miss that doc, man. It was so good to kind of see good. all the behind the scenes footage. I guess the the next one we gotta wait for is a Kobe doc. Yeah, dude. R.I.P. It's gonna be a little different, though. Like I think they only yeah. had the. Well, I guess it was his final season, but it wasn't like he came out with a championship yeah, the final season. Yeah, exactly. It's just yeah. building up to that last epic game. <laughs> yeah. Ah, I miss Kobe, man. Yeah, man. Oh, they had a little segment, you know, giving tribute to Kobe. Yeah, yeah. That um, was nice. That's where MJ Laker was boy. talking shit. The little Laker boy. Yeah. He called it, though. <laughs> I, I kind of want to end with my segment talking about this doc. Watching this, definitely, for me... It put into perspective how much Kobe really modeled his game after MJ. Like oh, yeah. even more so. Like just the mentality. It's 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 it mirrors it almost completely. It's kind of scary sure. and eerie how much Kobe looked up to Jordan and really modeled his not just his game but his mentality all mm-hmm. all around how Jordan approached it. Just so kind of like his. It, you hear about the um, way he treated like his expectations from his teammates yeah. and just the way he kind of was able to lock in and like just mm-hmm. turn something on. Yeah, it's just he he did everything just like that. It's it's wild. Yeah, it's it's wild. Yeah. Any takeaways for you, JC, from the doc? Um biggest takeaway is um I mean it it kind of humanized Jordan mm. more than any other documentary that I've kind of seen from him. Cause like all the other stuff that I was talking about in previous pods, like they always kind of made him out to be like a really superhuman type of uh, mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and doing all these great things i think they really tried to really you know grab at the heartstrings and try to show a human side of him like his dad and like you know the frustration of being of being a leader and all of that stuff the relationship he has with like you know the security people it kind of i wish they showed more of a of his family i don't know if that was like a a choice um because you know sometimes i mean i mean as a family man that's definitely a huge part of of your life and they only showed his kids like i think in the last episode just to kind of give that that insight uh, yeah that was literally like a minute of his yeah exactly right (laughs) but uh outside of that it's just it 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 showed him as more of uh, as a person. It's been really interesting to kind of see that that yeah. side uh, of it, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I'm really sad to to see it end. And on to the next, I guess. But um, you know, it's a it's a great story, and it's a great story that's worth talking about uh, through the years. So, mm-hmm. what about you, Josh? Yeah, I mean a lot of, a lot of same things. I think um, for me, just kind of hearing. I think a lot of these things we grew up on um, mm-hmm. hearing about, especially like the stories about his dad, his, the gambling, yeah. all these things. So like on the good side and the bad side, I'm hearing on and like in the media, all the things you heard and just hearing him speak on it was really neat. Um, mm-hmm. And just kind of hearing other people kind of speak on his, who he was, whether good or bad. And it kind of gave me a better appreciation for him as well for kind of all that he was able to do for the game and and just reminding me like why he is a goat right because everyone always it's to a point where we're so far removed from it yeah that we're just kind of saying it because it's just the thing to say like he's a goat he's a goat he's a goat but like just to be able to relive all those moments again you're like ah yes this is why uh this is why um and and continue to appreciate how much of an impact he's made on guys like kobe and you know LeBron and all these guys that we have today. So, yeah, I think it's I think it's really cool how they they were able to kind of capture all those moments. You you make a very good point because we mm-hmm. I mean we kind of grew up with on Mike, but you know there's a lot of kids out there that you know they probably grew up on Kobe and T Mac or LeBron, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And and the legend of MJ is just it's just hearsay, maybe YouTube clips. So right. I feel like. There's a whole wide world of a, a new audience that's kind of, you know, seeing this in many ways for the first time, mm-hmm. and it's 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 awesome, man. It's just like now they yeah. get why we make that that, yeah. that 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 statement that he is the goat. That's so very well put. I agree. Yeah, like yeah. to think in the the first three championships he won ninety one, ninety two, ninety three. Those years, I was only what seven, eight nine years old mm. so like my memory is fuzzy just like the grainy footage it is back then yeah, right. so like i mean obviously when it was 96 97 98 like i was older i was able to really like understand jordan and like watch him and really appreciate the game more but it was like that was the cool reminder like seeing the 91 92 93 seasons and breaking down jo- jordan's journey to winning the first three and then the last three obviously um, that was kind of cool to kind of finally see as an adult now, like a full-blown adult. You yeah. can appreciate it even more on another level to be like, oh, man. Like, I was only, what, freaking 13 or 12 when Jordan, like, retired or something like that. It's, yeah. it's a trip, yeah, to think back. And so much has happened since then in terms of the evolution of the game even um, yeah. to look at it that entirety and be like, wow, the game is in a good place too, like in a really good place, um, the future stars and being inspired by, you know, what Jordan kind of created, right? Yeah. Speaking uh, of the current game, I don't know if it's in a good place right well, now. Well, all know. right, that's because of COVID. All right, has nothing to do with that. Speaking of current, I want to end with this. I kind of want to ask Josh what he feels about the NBA potentially returning. They have a couple options. They they said like they might do a quarantine ball where they just quarantine all the players and yeah. test them and just have them play in certain locations like in let's say I think the locations being talked about were actually Orlando Disney, um, not not the park but they have like, like a, the, just they it? have like the a really Epcot big area. <laughs> yeah, not, <laughs> that'd be dope though. <laughs> but I think they have like a whole campus where they could like they have a basketball isolate court. people. They have resorts. Yeah, they have, people. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, and Vegas is another option for them where they could 
isolate not just the players but also bring in their families and provide them food and all that stuff like are you, are you like like i mean there would be no fans obviously yeah are you are you liking that idea of them coming back that way i want some basketball <laughs> I, I, I was watching um they had the bundesliga the the german premier league playing mm. this past weekend and it, they had no people in the crowd but you know you, you're not focused on the crowd anyway and it was really yeah. funny at the end they always do this thing where they kind of clap to their yellow to the yellow wall which is like their fans and wow. they were clapping to just nobody but they were just keeping <laughs> up the tradition i think it would still be fun um i it's hard to say for me i don't really care about the record because my team sucks right now mm. so it's not like i'm like losing out on Oh man, this is their this was their chance to win something. Like mm-hmm. the Lakers, I feel terrible for Lakers fans because you guys had such great yeah. momentum, and now even if they come back and then they do win on the shortened season, there's going to be somewhat of an asterisk on it because it'll be like, no, there's uh, not. Get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Does this season really count anymore? But first, so for me, I don't. I want. I just want to see some guys play some basketball. So yeah, yeah personally, I don't mind. It, I, I think it'd be different if we had something to play for. Yeah. then you know i want it to be as fair and like as as legitimate as possible so there there isn't an asterisk but mm-hmm. i don't know i'd love some basketball what about you guys what do you guys think yeah jc what, warriors what, are also out of contention <laughs> yeah well, <laughs> I, i'm of the thinking to just kind of take chalk it up to an l just re, <laughs> restart just it next season. year but again, you don't want to see any more basketball though like for real because you don't want to watch it's them not play? the same basketball that we know like, what do you so mean? Much... They're going to be the same pl- Dude, here's, players. Here's, here's the statement that I'm going to throw out there, right? Okay. So if, say they quarantine, whatever, they play in Vegas, it's going to be, you know, whatever, five games left for the regular season, just, yeah. just as a tune-up, and then they'll have a truncated postseason that will be a seven-game series. Additionally, there's a risk where you could have some players potentially get COVID and they wouldn't mm-hmm. be eligible. So it would be like any injury. It might even mm-hmm. be, you know, so say, you know, whatever, LeBron gets a uh, knock on wood, right? Yeah. Gets that, right? Then it kind of throws the whole the whole setup away. And it's just like, mm-hmm. it, it's it, there's going to be an asterisk. It's just not going to be the same yeah. kind of setup that you have. Right, mm-hmm. um, Giannis, or you know, what if you got two players or three players? It's just not going to be the same. It's not like mm-hmm. any other injury that you would you would have out there. So, um, I mean, I mm. think there is a a place like I yes, I mean, obviously, I'm I'm half kidding. Like you know, I I do want to see uh, basketball. Uh, I know it's a it's a lost season. I haven't kept track of the season the whole <laughs> year anyway. So. <laughs> I have no investment and I understand that other teams would want to finish it off. Plus I understand that there's a lot of money at stake, yeah. right? There's yeah. just like TV revenue and we need to get that back going. So I don't know. It's just, it's just going to be weird. Um, but I don't know. Then, it's been so yeah. long. <laughs> I, I feel like, you know, I'm, what's another two months or three months <laughs> i guess that's i'm funny. bummed i didn't go to the last game here in atlanta because it was vince's last game uh, pretty oh. much like he it was it was a beautiful moment because they gave him an opportunity to shoot a three and he made it and it was like the yeah. last play oh, i was like dang man i wish i was there yeah at least he got that though like it wasn't yeah, like covid hit before that <laughs> yeah right what do you think jack do you want it back look you want it back asap i mean obviously i'm invested in the lakers season but COVID is this this coronavirus is way bigger than basketball yeah Uh, I do think just as people we need to find ways to get back to normal life at some point and the sports is part of that like Mm -hmm. as as a consumer of the product I want to see it right even if it's without fans it's it signals to me that we can move in the right direction if smart organizations can set up situate like you know set up a scenario where players can be safe and uh, there's going to be a risk it's called the risk tolerance everything in life is a risk right and you just try to take less risk so if the nba can come back and take less risk and people are not infected by the the virus or if they are they they can find a way to manage it then i believe in that process more so than i i care about the lakers winning the championship because the vaccine is not coming for another year and a half or a year 
So yeah. even if we're talking about next season, it's going to be like this. Yeah. Yeah. If sure. we're talking about getting fans back into the stands, it's going to be at maybe 20 to 25% capacity even. So it's not going to be like you're going to see people screaming on the top of the lungs that we're right. used to in a playoff setting or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. When it can be sold out. So in that sense, it's not even about continuous season. It's about, hey, we have to adjust our expectations or adjust at least for the foreseeable future in the next year to understanding this is just going to be the product, you know? And yeah. I... You want to see something out there, right? Like that's we're all hardcore fans. Like seeing the MJ doc, it makes you miss basketball. As a person, I miss playing basketball. You know, I miss playing basketball with Josh and JC when you guys were visiting and stuff like that. Like that's gone. You know, like if I could see the NBA players do it in a safe way where they can get tested, that gives me hope, bro. It gives me hope that I can play one day. So that's that's my that's my spiel. Normal is true. At the end of the day, right? It's it's about making sure. Um, we find our priorities, but also like just adjusting and figuring out yeah. what what things look like, and um, just getting life somewhat moving again. But we can do it, dude. I mean, we're <laughs> smart, man. Look at look at what yeah. we can create. You know, like we can do it. We can definitely do it. We can, re- you know, we don't want Josh to continue taking black and white pictures of an uh, empty Atlanta man. <laughs> yeah. We can, we, we want can figure Josh out to how take to have photos. Actually, that's true. <laughs> We're able to figure out how to take, uh, do a podcast from Atlanta and the Bay Area and LA, man. That's I, magic. I, I wanted to mention this. Can you imagine if this pandemic hit, like maybe like even ten years earlier or fifteen years earlier? Can you earlier? imagine what the Spanish flu was like? Jeez. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> same thing you know how we're getting cabin fever and we still can talk to each other we can video chat we can do zoom calls and all that stuff like dude that that's epically bad you can't even like go to your neighbor's house or like is it calling landlines i don't even know yeah, people don't even have a way to communicate you don't even know yeah. what's happening you just kind of go out there and then the next day it's just game over so yeah dude <laughs> you wouldn't even know like oh my god like this guy from another county he passed away from the spanish flu you're like oh no i didn't even know dude yeah. we thought there was like some spirits that were just like ghosts or whatever <laughs> just hunting people down. You, you don't know you wouldn't know it's crazy dude uh life but yeah i mean i have hope though i have hope i mean with atlanta opening up hopefully responsibly california also opening up slowly yeah we can at least get our economies going so people can really get back to doing things to help support their families. That's the most important things. I think it's the economy versus like um, a lot of these other situations. It's like, can people get back to work safely and start to like work and provide for their families? That's, that's what I'm most focused on. Like let's do it in a safe way, but hopefully we can just wear masks and, and socially distance, get back to, get back to quote unquote normal life. Learn more about the the virus and just figure out how to work around it. And JC doesn't have to be cooped up with his kids 24-7 anymore. It's driving him terrible. crazy. Hey, I love yeah. him, man. I love him. But, you know, kids need to be out and doing <laughs> stuff. They really do, man. They need yeah. sun. They need That's they need true. other kids. They have a lot of energy. We're old guys, man. We're fine with just putting Yeah, Josh hurt his back without even doing anything. <laughs> Dude, literally, my back is just gone. I'm just constantly hurting myself. Your back was got hurt from watching MJ yep. playing so hard. Yep. It, it transferred to your back. Yeah, All the the way he was carrying sometimes those games. Just <laughs> he has to carry you now. <laughs> yeah, he's carrying me. Uh... So yeah, with that said, let's end, let's end the podcast on that note. Yeah. Uh, MJ carrying Josh. That that's a good way yeah, to end. Yeah. I mean, I hope your back feels better. Uh, real yeah, yeah. talk. It, it's feeling <laughs> it's feeling much better. I just need to do some more core workouts. I need to do some more stretches. I I just I'm just yeah. I need to do better. Planks. Yeah, do planks. planks. Get that foam yeah. roller. Get that hypervolt action. Got to get hypervolt, man. <laughs> even even if you are gonna get, you gotta get the uh, was it the bootleg version of it? <laughs> bootleg, yeah, I'm down. I'm I'm shameless about that stuff. I'll get the Chinese version. <laughs> All right, let's end the podcast there. Uh, Josh, you can follow Josh on on Instagram. Uh, you can follow me at Mistafu, and um, yeah, you can find me. At Mr. Fu for mostly everything. Dude, the pictures you gotta check out. Oh, those and pictures. the pictures, yeah. And I and like on my um, profile, I have the Instagram profile I made for more black and white pictures, so you can see it there. It's just Josh in B and W, Josh in black and white. So yeah. And then you can follow us on Ball versus Life official on IG. Shoot us an yeah. email, Ball versus Life at gmail.com Rate, subscribe, review. Thank you, Josh, again for coming on COVID Thanks, episode. 
this time. Hopefully next time you come on in a couple of weeks, it'll be post-COVID. Post-COVID, we'll see. But yeah, let me know. I'll, I'm always down to jump on these um, on episodes. So. All right, peace out, guys. Thanks, Bye. Guys. Bye. Thanks. Peace.